I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. Let's get into it. Lots to cover here with Tom Korski, managing editor at Blacklocks Reporter. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Anthony. Always good to speak with you. Although, well, it's great. It's great to get the goods that you report on, Tom. But sometimes you read these stories and you're just like, oh my gosh, what are they doing over there? It's 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 enough to uh, it's enough to put one in despair. They like to waste money, don't they? <laughs> they it's do. Pretty, we we do have mediocre federal government, and it's very expensive. Mediocre and expensive; those are two bad qualities. I agree. But you know, they pledged. They pledged last year, the federal Liberal cabinet, that they would cut spending on consultants. Great, I support that. And then you've just dug up some documents that say, eh, I don't know. At least one department is ramping up. They'll hire a consultant anytime they open a closet. Here we see on their. Homeless relief program, they hired a consultant. You, you couldn't make this up. They uh, disclose almost $3 billion paid to consultants so far for uh, homeless relief tips. Because you can't just call the Salvation Army, Anthony. It's not like they've been doing it for 100 years. You have to hire a consultant for leadership workshops, for webcasting. Um, these are all quotes in a document tabled in the House of Commons. You need to pay for support and advice from consultants on homelessness. Total consulting budget last year, according to the budget office, $19 billion. We almost spend that much on the military. It's, it's getting close. It's only about $24 billion to defend the country, $19 billion for baloney consultancies. It's incredible. And who's, who's minding this, aside from you? Well, we're led to believe the Treasury Board President, Anita Anand, and she is a management expert. She's from the Rotman School. She's an expert, Anthony. And she has said she's going to get to the bottom of consulting. So far, the only <laughs> no one sees it. It's going up, not down. My favorite was, though, the Department of Natural Resources, when told it had to reduce spending on consultants, you'll never guess what they did. They hired a consultant for tips on how to spend less money on consultants. I'm not making this up. This is on the level. Never question experts, never question the science, and never question consultants. That's the holy trinity, apparently. Here's the bill. Exactly. Just pay the bill. Oh, man. I I, I think perhaps, and this ties into another important story you have up at blacklocks.ca. We're joined now by Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklocks has to do with the broader culture that we have at the public service. And you have found in a report from the Department of Foreign Affairs that some of the culture that we find with our federal public servants includes, well, some of the stuff that they've been reprimanded for. Dozens of employees reprimanded for wrongdoing. And Tom, tell us about this wrongdoing. It's, it's something. 56 cases they find. And they note that that's probably underreporting. Why? Because they say, this is the department itself says, well, people are scared. Employees are scared to report bad behavior because they could face reprisals. I'm not describing an organized crime syndicate. (laughs) I'm describing the Department of Foreign Affairs. 
But they did find 56 cases reported, affirmed, investigated, and upheld, including cases where there were firing, which is extraordinarily rare in Ottawa. No one right. gets fired. Nepotism, bed rigging, favoritism in contracts, trying to seek advantage in sale of crown property, hiring family, giving contracts to friends, you name it. And that's 56 cases in one federal department. Well, there's about 45 departments and federal agencies. You know what's interesting? Way back in the day, Stephen Harper in 2006 passed an Accountability Act. Right. One of the provisions was to report founded cases of wrongdoing. Right. If you look at the official registry of founded cases of wrongdoing, there hasn't been one in two years. So they don't even, they, they're not even interested in reporting it anymore. That's why this report to us was eye-popping. It was absolutely staggering. That, that <laughs> they didn't report it as they should, got around to uh, accounting for it in a report they hoped no one would read. 56 cases, unbelievable. And then to your point, Tom, if you extrapolate that by the number of departments there are, we're probably looking at like uh, two or 3,000 employees engaged in bid rigging, uh, nepotism, and likewise. And those are just the ones that got caught. Those are the only ones that get caught. And very often you're talking about managers. These are not people you deal with at the retail level right. when you want to call the call center at the tax department or, you know, the provincial equivalent, get your driver's license at the motor vehicle branch. You're right up here. If you're bid rigging, that means you're running an office. Unbelievable. You know, you make a good point, Tom. I got my passport renewed um, the other week and I was in kind of a long line, although I took the ticket and I just left. They tell you not to do it, but I left. I had lunch. I came back 90 minutes later and then my number was called. So I managed to avoid the line. Uh, people have been very angry about passports and I know they're yelling and kicking and screaming about the lines, but I will say the employees there, like I'm, I'm watching what they're doing and they're, they're, they're pushing the paper. Like they were working hard um, at this passport office. So anyone who, who abuses the frontline employees, like, like I used to, I worked as a telemarketer in university. I never, uh, yell at the telemarketers. I like, hang up quickly, but I never, you know, the front, to your point, Tom, I think the frontline people, many of them are working. They're too busy working to do the nepotism or whatnot. They also know they're the face of the agency. Right. You're looking at taxpayer right in the face. You don't know what's going on in their life that day. And maybe they're off work. Maybe, I mean, that you don't have a choice. I just had to do a, uh, a provincial permit renewal. Same thing. Half hour wait very efficient once you get up there. Yeah. But those aren't the people getting the bonuses, Anthony, and those True. aren't the people rigging the contracts. That's upstairs. Those are the people you'll never get into their cubicle. Is anybody getting into their cubicle? Because it seems like the commissioners aren't, the cabinet is see no evil, hear no evil. Like where's, you've been following this stuff, you know, far more detailed and longer than most people. What's the solution here, Tom? I think it's parliamentary hearings, it's transparency. Any, the solution to all concealment and government secrets is more transparency. And you just keep piling that on and you let uh, the consequences fall where they may. We don't have a choice. And there's been some, frankly, excellent work come out of parliamentary committees only because, let's be frank, we have a minority parliament and the government caucus does not have the votes in every instance to shut down these investigations. All right, let's talk about one aspect of no accountability, or at least if Cabinet gets their way. We're joined now by Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter and One Blacklock Story, detailing how the Liberal Cabinet is rejecting an all-party demand for more public accounting of Governor General Mary Simon's expenses. Tom, say it ain't so. Even Liberal members said, you know, Mary Simon's not getting it. The, the, the spending at Rideau Hall has been unconscionable, let alone given a time when many Canadians are right up against it. And 
we see last year, or remember when they were going to cut consultants, but they spent more on consultants? They were tough times. That was a tough times budget, not at Rideau Hall, where total spending went up 11% last year to almost $38 million. $38 million. Not healthcare dollars. This is not textbooks for poor school kids. That's for Rideau Hall. What did they spend the money on? Well, there was a junket to Dubai cost over a million dollars. There was a junket to the Frankfurt Book Fair in Germany cost almost a million dollars. They spent money on beef wellington and silk jackets. It's really, it's unconscionable. MPs were, were gagging on this in the Commons Government Operations Committee, and they said, you have to stop this. I know. Transparency. We're going to recommend, and they did, supported by all parties, that the Governor General release an itemized account right on their website of travel expenses and other claims so that people, any taxpayer, can go on the website and see what Mary Simon is costing you. And Cabinet said, drop dead, not interested. Well, that's always a good sign. (laughs) When they don't want you to know in real time where they're spending the money. Anthony, some people know what time it is and some people don't. I don't know what to say. Tom, where does this come from in particular in relation to the Governor General? Uh, For years now, people have asked questions about Adrienne Clarkson wrapping up uh, big expense accounts related to her duties as a former GG. And I I get there needs to be some protocol, some expenses, but Adrienne Clarkson's bills at times have been immense here. It's it's known that people are sensitive about the GG in part because they're like, what service delivery are we getting from this role? I just can't believe... You know, Mary Simon would have, I'm sure, been aware of the coverage of Adrian Clarkson. You would think people would be more considerate of this, keeping it in mind more. You would think that, wouldn't you? But what are the consequences? You have the job, and even if it's only for the five-year term, you get a pension for life. Right. So there's no real accountability, let's be frank. But this is a person has famously spent $70,000 on limos. In Iceland, this is a person who literally flew by government jet to Scandinavia to give a 10-minute speech on climate change, (laughs) so help me, and then flew all the way back. So if there are no consequences, then it's a jolly time. The only time that this becomes hot is, frankly, when you see the ratepayers are suffering. Unemployment's up. People are facing mortgage renewals. Don't get me started. It's impossible to visit a grocery store without getting angry. People with kids, our kids are older. My goodness, when you have a bunch of teenagers at home and they're eating 4,000 calories a day, how are they doing it? But Mary Simon's doing okay. Yeah, mine are, mine are still single-digit kids. We're moving into teen years soon. I'm, I'm nervous about all of that. Uh, I mean, the, the thing with Mary Simon, we were originally told we were getting a more modest, humble governor general from Mary Simon uh, not sort of a flashy uh, personality. That was clearly not accurate. Uh, it wasn't. I think they can spot him, to tell you the truth. Uh, they they know who the spendthrifts are. You know, her staff misled a, a parliamentary committee. That's where we are. And that's why MPs got upset on Government Operations Committee. I'll keep this short, Anthony. They testified, wait a minute, where's, what's these crazy in-flight catering charges? $90,000. We just eat ordinary airplane food. One of her staff testified... The ordinary airplane food was beef wellington, fresh salmon, cake, and wine. When asked about this, 
The same staffer said, oh, I owe you an apology. When I said ordinary airplane food, I mean what we ordinarily eat on our junkets. Right. Not what the losers eat who take Air Canada. Oh, mm. Okay, now I get it. There we have it. Tom, you're keeping tabs on all this stuff. Someone's got to do it, and we thank you for it. We'll chat again soon, my friend. Thank you, Anthony. All right, all the best. Tom Korski is managing editor of Blacklock's Reporter, where they get the documents, they follow the committees, good old-fashioned stuff that, uh, well, that some folks in the media are not doing too much of anymore, but we got to do it to find out how our money's being spent and what is actually going on.